There we are, everybody, and welcome to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 250 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, man, the Fight Podcast. This is our Fight Roundtable. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Hope you guys are having an amazing beginning of the week. If you guys haven't already noticed, the guy sitting right there. B Cam is about to join us on the show today. We have our fight round table. We're going to talk about some boxing and so much more, man. So without further ado, let's go ahead and on today's menu, we're going to go ahead and discuss, fam, the, the news that I think a lot of us, you know, we have to break down. We're going to talk about Spence Garcia, ramifications of that. We're going to talk about the UFC's yard sale. Everything must go. Everybody must go. They're, they're closing up shop. It's crazy. Anthony Rumble Johnson just signs with Bellator. Uh, we'll talk about all the big fights of the of the weekend, some culture, some news, some fun, and so much more on this episode of the Fight Podcast. But without further ado, let me go ahead and bring on my guest today. He's my brother from another, the guru. B-Cam is coming on the show, man. This man is the boxing aficionado. He is the boxing savant, and he's coming on the show and blessing us with his time. Brother, what it do? Welcome to the show. Maybe not. Yeah. Yo, Serge, pretty usual. Thank you for having me. Appreciate being here. I, Absolutely. Can you hear me all right? You had a little delay for a second, man. We it's good? all good. Yeah, we back. We back. I was closing out stuff on the computer. My computer's trash, freezing. But <laughs> um, thank you for having me. You know, always happy to talk. We got a lot to talk about. I got shit to talk about. I got some questions for you. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to get into it today. How you been? I'm I know it's well. usually your line, but how you been? Brother, I, I appreciate How's, that, how's I appreciate LA? You. How's the weather? I appreciate well, you know, man, yesterday was... Niggas don't ever care about the host. You know what I'm saying? Niggas never care about the host, man. Don't nobody ask me how I'm feeling. Don't nobody ask me how I'm doing. I always ask y'all niggas. It's cool, though. I appreciate it. Um, well, first and foremost, before we get into it, I'm doing fantastic, by the way. But everyone who's watching on Facebook, everyone who's watching on YouTube, everybody who's watching on Twitch, welcome to the greatest combat sports culture in the entire universe. Um, everybody who joined me earlier on the warm-up, everybody who does not know, Half hour before each and every episode now, we're going to do what's called the warm-up. I sit there, answer you guys' questions live on IG. We have a good time. I kind of give you guys a little bit of a show prep, and then we go ahead and jump in into the episode, man. So check that out. But to answer your question, my brother, I'm doing well, man. Uh, weather-wise, man, it, it is what it is here. You know, a little, little December LA. Yesterday, it was like 82 degrees. Today, you know, high 70s. Feels good outside, man, you know. Not the type of winter that I'm used to. And you know to. that's not, not normal stunt. for the rest of the world. <laughs> uh, is, is this your first winter in L.A.? My first winter in L.A., nigga. I'm, all, I'm, I'm from Chicago, born and raised. And uh, for me, it's definitely one of those things that it, it, it it's weird, bro, because it doesn't even feel like the holidays for me. It doesn't, man. It, and it's like, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm used to cold. And here's the thing. Not only am I used to cold, fam, I don't know if people understand Chicago cold is different. That's that that cold when the wind blows, you you feel it in your bones. That's Chicago cold. That that coming off the lakefront cold. And now I'm in eighty. I'm used to seeing like a little bit of cold. You know, it's like you know how the sidewalk gets ashy when it's cold out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You see that? If you're from a cold weather city, yeah. you know that type of like struggle. Oh. Like I feel like if you make it up out of cold weather city, you can make it you can anywhere. Make it anywhere because the winters they just be so cold and the Build cold different. is miserable, and you be outside just. Waiting for whatever you're waiting for. Your hands cold. At some point in time, your hands are gonna be. You can't feel your hands Dumb. out here shoveling snow in high school. Did you Damn. do that? Damn, high, high school. I did that last year. I had you see the crib I lived in. I had to do, shovel that whole building. I, I'm talking. About, I'm talking about going around the neighborhood shoveling for money. I did that too. 
Oh, okay. Come on, man. Gotta get your hustle on. I, I feel it. I feel you know what it. I'm saying? Yeah. But so, like, you know, this year I feel like I'm bitching winter. Like I, I was in such horrendous winters in Boston. Like I don't really like to black. I don't really like to brag about winter, but I was in a city where like, nigga, my cold is not like your cold. Like it's real cold. That's waterfront, like Chicago. Crazy. Chicago people feel like that too. It's like, look, fuck your little cold. Like your cold ain't real. Here, like, but like, I'm so, I've got gotten used to Boston winter. I come down to Maryland. I'm down here. People are like, it's cold. I'm like, hmm, this is nice. Fam, this is nice. It was, I bullshit you not. It was 70 degrees and people are wearing full on jackets out here. And I'm over I here mean, like, I, I bullshit you not. I moved out here in March. I don't think I've worn shoes since I moved out here. I have been in slides, fam. I have been in slides and shorts ever since I moved out here. Only thing that's changed is I threw a hoodie on. That's it. <laughs> Your body definitely reacts, though, because give it a few years, you're definitely going to be struggling like you're not from Chicago. Oh, fam. A few years? <laughs> Nigga, now. I'm struggling now. It's freezing. It's, it'd be 70 degrees. I'd be like, oh, where's I need to put a blanket on. Baby, privilege. turn the heat privilege. on. Oh, my God. <laughs> privilege. Privilege. Cali Yo. privilege. Cali you know, everybody, everybody got privilege these days. Hey, wait, hey, they do. You know what? I'm going to take this Cali privilege. because I used to talk hella shit. I used to talk mad shit to people when they, you know how people move out of, out of like cold, they took cold cities. Oh, oh they talk never cash be shit. back. They talk mad shit. First thing shit. they do, they talk shit. I ain't never doing that shit. Nigga, I, f- I feel like, uh, what's his name from, uh, from Friday? The Uncle Elroy. He was mm-hmm. like, first time I got that check, I was gone. <laughs> like, that's how out I of here. feel, man. I'm out of this bitch. You know I feel it. But, I uh, feel it. Yeah, man, but it is what it is. It is, I will say, it's it's Christmas does not feel the same. I'm not gonna stun about that one. I got the house all look, I even got greeny, my weed plant in the background. She got tinsel on her and shit. And so we we you, you out here, you a plant mom? Bitch. Of course. I, you know how many plants I have? Fam, we have, I can, it's like a forest in this bitch. I love that shit, man. I, got, I have I, one plant, super small. Nah, bro. I, I got a I got a lime tree on my on my my balcony. You stunning at this point, nigga. I got a I got a lion tree and a palm tree on my balcony. It's funny because plant people can only stunt to other plant people. Like to me, it don't mean much. If you find another plant person, that... they're like, nigga, you got a fucking lion tree on the balcony? What? Fancy, <laughs> real fancy. I'm like, cool. I, I got I got a snake plant in the bedroom. I got a majesty palm in the living room. I got another majesty palm out there. Come on, we got a bunch of succulents, man. That's how we get down, man. You gotta keep the the feng shui, the zen flow when you out here. Speaking of being a parent, I know the podcast is your baby, it's and you've baby. been up in the content game crazy on social media. What's going on? Let I, them I, I seen know. The Let them niggas know. I know. You know. I follow my. My Lalo or Boxing Sweet Science 2.0, a couple of the IG page. That's usually where I get my news. Now I get my news from Surge right here. Breaking shit. Right here. Honestly, if, if, honestly if, if you on Twitter, you can break any news. If Absolutely. you just refresh, if you refresh your timeline quick enough, you can break anything you need to. And so check it out, man. The reason we did that is this, right? Um, your boy is the Elliot Wilson of the fight game. Anytime there's anything breaking, your boy is gonna let motherfuckers know, okay? Call me Serge Woj. I got this shit. Who is Elliot Wilson? Nick, are you about hip hop? Are you from are, what? Are you from New York? Are you crazy? You talking about the man, the, the editor in chief of Double XL magazine for years? We're talking about the content creator, the, the executive is for, for of Jay Z out there with title. Are you kidding me? We're talking about the number one hip hop journalist of all time, son. What is wrong with you? My bad. My bad. My bad. I'll be You're fucking a up. New Yorker, bro. What's up? 
you got now. You're not gonna take my New York card. I am but taking it for. I, 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 I realize. Pop, what's up? My bad. My bad. My bad. I, I'll just have to take that L. Not afraid. So not, not afraid to admit what I'm wrong. Yo, somebody told me. Somebody hit me up. Somebody hit me up in the uh, in the comments a couple days ago. They're like, I thought you said Roy was gonna win. My only response was, Yo, pimps fuck up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh, but what you were saying, man? Look, I, we we had you, to bump you, it you up. You first, uh, you first said that to me like last week. I think you text that to me, and sometimes you text stuff. I know if I don't know, sometimes I just like cool. I, I don't even ask. So you said Elliot Elliot Wilson. I thought you were talking about Elliot Page, the transgender transgender man who just came. I was like, oh, this that's an interesting take on things. But nah, you know what? I'm just, gonna, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just gonna let Sergio have his glory. Oh man, you know what, man? When I do stuff like that, and you think that's the first thing that comes out of mind, do me a favor. I need you to Google the nigga. All right, <laughs> I need you to Google the name. So it, it was you Elliot, know? and she had just changed. She had just uh just revealed she was gonna go by him and he now now. And I I don't even remember her normal name, but she changed her name to Elliot. And I was like, oh, maybe something regarding breaking news. That's what I thought. I thought maybe something regarding breaking news. Not gonna get too deep into it. I was probably busy at work. I was like, sir, got uh, it. I appreciate you, man. You know what, though? Hey, we are very tolerant and accepting for all people here on the Fight Podcast. So, but to clear uh, up for, for the listeners, you, you are not changing your you're not changing your gender. No, my lady <laughs> would be very disappointed in me. <laughs> like, like, it's not what we're doing, you know. And, and, and yes, I'm growing my hair out, but it's because I'm I'm fly. That's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> You just letting it go? I'm, I'm, we out here, brother. We out here, man. You're about to be Selena in a few months. What was that? You're just about to be Selena in a few months. First, you said you first you said transgender. Now you over here say calling call me Selena. You know That's what we on. I'm done with the jokes. I'm That's done with what we the on. Jokes. That's what, I'm, I'm not got, even on that hey, today. Not hey, even on that today. We can do the jokes if we want to do the jokes. You know how I get down. <laughs> I mean, like you had the Elliot Wilson fun. I'll take that. I'm good for the day. Like. Let's talk boxing. Well, all right, let's go ahead. Let's jump into fights, man. And here's the thing. Almost as ridiculous as our jokes is the next little bit of news. We have to kick the show off uh, with this, man. Um, Bro, I'm sitting here Sunday night. Not even Sunday night. Sunday morning. I'm in bed still. I got a cup of coffee. My lady's laying next to me. She's actually still asleep, cuddled up on me. I'm on. I'm on the phone. I'm watching a little bit of Ancient Aliens because that's how I get down on Sundays. Ancient, ancient, yeah. ancient Aliens and, and cuddling in bed with a cup of coffee. That's my what's shit. Ancient, what's, what's Ancient Aliens? I can get us some conspiracy shit. Oh, yeah, nigga. Come on. So Ancient Aliens, for everybody looking. Ancient Aliens is a... Look, I said for everybody looking, I looked around my room like I was. I had like a gang of motherfuckers in here or some shit with me. Uh, <laughs> so Ancient Aliens, yo, it, it's, a, it's a show. It, they got like bullshit you not like 20 fucking seasons. And it's really these mugs going. In fact, have you ever seen action? Cause we're talking about action Bronson before we jumped on the show. Uh, and for those who, if anybody's listening to the fight podcast, if you know action Bronson, if you know Snoop Dogg, let them know Serge from the fight podcast is looking for him. I think they should come on this show and Snoop Dogg, I, brother, I think we should work together. I do. I, I think really I fucking do. You know what I'm saying? Snoop should hire us. I'm trying to get I, hired too. I, I could lead us. I could lead my, well, you know, I love my job. But if any, if I, if you know, the, the opportunity if we came up, we can do this for I, a living brother. I'm going, 
Look, I, I'm I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna call you up one day, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna have you hit up the motherfuckers from your job, like Buddy from uh from um fucking Harlem Nights. Hey, uh, call your boss on some. Hey, uh, honey, uh, uh, kiss the kids. I'm never coming home. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna have you on. <laughs> Shout out my, my boss. Me and him have a one on one every single week. Uh, usually about an hour long. He shows up every single week because you know fighting never stops. What do you think about the fight this weekend? We spent about probably like first 20 minutes every every single week breaking down this weekend's fights. MMA, boxing, it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. great. Fucking amazing. I, and that's a, that's a good thing to have. Somebody who at work that you could actually do that with. But I digress. I'm sitting here on Sunday. We chilling, watching Ancient Aliens. I'll send you a link. Uh, also, that's why I was bringing up Ancient Aliens. Uh, Action Bronson. Action Bronson's had a show on Vice called Action Bronson uh, Watching the Stars or Traveling the Stars. And it's uh, him and his boys. And they're literally smoking hella weed, eating amazing food, and watching Ancient Aliens. And you can watch Ancient Aliens with them while they smoke weed. So sometimes I sit there, I I, I use a lot of some products that we have from our fantastic, fantastic uh, sponsors at Nug Club Official. I roll up something real nice, and I sit there and watch Ancient Aliens. It's a beautiful thing, brother. But- And what uh, show is this? What channel is this on? Viceland. Okay. Viceland. Hmm. Check it out. It's pretty fucking fire. But uh, Ancient Aliens actually is on, uh, you can get it on Netflix. Gotcha. Yeah, well, you, we all got Netflix. Everybody got Netflix. Facts. Um, but I'm sitting here doing that, and all of a sudden it comes across my timeline. And, and bro, I thought this was a complete and utter joke. This couldn't have been true. This is one of those things that, oh man, say it ain't so. Say Could it even be considered so. a nightmare. It, it, it kind of <laughs> is considered a nightmare. And it was one of those things that I, I kept refreshing my phone. I kept checking everybody. I was like, this can't be true. This is fake. It's true. Everybody, Floyd Mayweather is coming back and competing against Logan Paul, the YouTuber for a special exhibition scheduled for, of all days, the greatest day of the year, February 20th. Do you like, do you love, or do you hate this? February 20th, by the way, is my birthday, so I wasn't very happy about that. So I'm still holding judgment on this, and here's why. I'm waiting for the Spence Garcia numbers to come out. I want to see how many buys it did. And if the Tyson pay-per-view gave any lift to boxing as a sport, people saw it, people got into it, said, Hey, maybe I want to see a few more, a few more knockouts. And that if that's going to do anywhere from, you know, a million to a million and a half, if that gave any lift to the boxing pay-per-view next week, if it in fact did, then regardless of these type of things, potentially being a disgrace to the, to the sport, these sideshows do somehow have a place in the combat sports realm. If there's a market for it, if money can be made, then people are going to do this. Now, you know, people are always going to look at Floyd and say, talk all this shit. You say, hey, hey, you're making a mockery of boxing. Floyd is about money. He has shown you that over and over. Money made, and he'll probably, money he'll made probably reason. be the A side in this. However, we're probably Floyd fans. be the A side. Whoa, 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 listen, let's, listen, listen, listen here, listen here, listen, l- 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 hear me out. He's definitely the A side. Like, so we're, we're going to agree there now, but we're Floyd fans. We're, we're boxing fans. A lot of boxing fans are Floyd fans. No one's really, we're trying to pay for real boxing. No yeah. one's getting fooled into thinking that L- Logan Paul is going to do anything, but be carried by Floyd for a few rounds before he decides to do whatever he wants to do. Like we're not doing that. We don't want to pay for that. We want to see real fights because that's who we are as mm-hmm. Floyd fans, as boxing fans. Yes. However, 
Logan Paul has a following. I looked it up today. I didn't realize his subscriber base was that big, but he has 22.6 million YouTube subscribers. Now, content is huge. Content creators, they get the money today. If I had a content creator or, or someone you that think I think you boys out here doing this thing <laughs> or someone that I followed in that realm that got this opportunity, was going to go do some stupid shit like that. Would I pay 50 bucks for it if I really like this person? Maybe. Maybe. And you have. Hey, but you know what? You definitely pay 25. I definitely pay 25. And I, 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 the $25 pricing came out, correct? Yep. So, so really quick. So, so really quick. Um, the pricing that came out in here. Let me go ahead and pull this up for you guys. Um, I actually, uh, I'm, I think I sent it to you, but um, but it starts off for the first million buys. It comes out to uh, it's twenty five dollars for the first million. After December 29th, it jumps up to thirty five. At the end of the next month, it goes up to four uh, fifty five. 60 uh and then 65 rapper four so that's where it's going to finish off at 65 bucks but it starts at 25 dollars, and and that is official which I'll, I'll tell you right now i think that is a very especially with the the market for uh pay-per-view i think that is i think it's progressive and i think it's one of those things that um, I'm, I'm very interested to see how it's going to uh it's going to work um really quick let me i, I want to step in for a second so I'm what sorry, I want, go, yeah, go ahead, what go I want, to, what I want to bring it home and say is that, like, despite Floyd being the A side, Logan Paul is probably going to be driving a lot of these vibes, and so I think Floyd just another opportunity to grab a bag. So this is what I thought about when I first saw it. All right, when I first saw it, was I how did what was the initial feeling? Say it ain't so. This is bullshit. Why we still had this nonsense, right? But when you go throughout history of combat sports, um. Even let me do this. Let me stick specifically with boxing. At the twilight of, of, of Muhammad Ali's career, he he fought a Yoki. You know, he goes out there to Japan, has what a lot of people consider the first MMA match. Right? We have that. Sugar Ray Robinson did pro wrestling. Floyd Mayweather fought the fucking Big Show in the middle of his career. This is nothing new. And one thing that I really have to give Floyd Mayweather credit for. And I said this on episode 249 of the Fight Podcast as well. You guys should go ahead and check out that episode. I do a full breakdown of the, the fight and a whole bunch of other things. Um, but on that episode, one thing I did say on that one is this. At the end of the day, this is something that always happens. And I really have to salute Floyd because in a time where most athletes, combat sports athletes, are struggling to get a bag. A time where most combat sports athletes, when they're in their 40s, they have to retire. They got to do fucking commentating and other bullshit. Money Mayweather is truly sticking to that moniker. He's figuring out a way to sit there. And, and here's he, he went out there, literally took the MMA market by picking on the biggest fan, the biggest athlete MMA has ever seen in Conor McGregor. Made it, took an easy fight. What was that? You try to call Conor a fan? Yeah, he was a fan of Mayweather shit. But uh, but no, he's uh but again, he's the, the biggest name in combat sport in, in MMA, especially at the time. He's he's white fucking hot at the time. Easy money for Floyd. He takes the fight, he carries him, and then put puts him away. And this is the thing: was that was he ever really in danger? No. But he was able to sit there and do over four million pay-per-view buys and make an, an ungodly amount of cash. Then he went out there the next year, two years later, 
and beat the piss out of a 115-pound Japanese kid, you know, Japanese kickboxer, and then he turns back around, and now he's doing this. This is what Floyd does, and now he has a YouTuber with a huge following. Everybody that has a huge following, he sits there and says, I got you. He's literally doing the exact same thing that the Paul brothers are doing. The Paul brothers have a great shtick. Anybody you think you can fight or bullshit, I'm going to trick you into thinking I can't fight, and I'm going to put the yammers on you. Here's the difference, though. You actually called out a real fighter this time. And when you call out a real fighter, you get fucked up. So what do you think? Do you think Floyd Mayweather has earned the right to do things like this? Or is he disrespecting combat sports? No, he's earned the right to do this. He's absolutely earned the right to do this, man. This is something that, and here's the thing. For all those purists and shit who go out there and say this, dude, there's a place for this in combat sports. There's always been a place for this in combat sports. Pro wrestling, MMA, boxing, people have always, in boxing, they've had no weight class fights. MMA, same thing, different stuff. Dog, this is something that has always happened in combat sports. So at the end of the day, I mean, it is what it is. There is an absolute place for it. But my only thing is this. Don't put YouTube bullshit fights over legitimate, real, like, championship-level fights. Now, if they did it like the Tyson card where you have, like, up-and-coming prospects that can go, have them at the bottom of the card. Yeah, absolutely. You give them a little bit of platform. But you don't put fucking... Mayweather uh, dipshit over fucking like Errol Spence, Danny Garcia. That shouldn't happen. But at the end of the day, is there a place for it? One thousand percent, yes. I'm gonna say I'm a like on here. I don't, I don't hate it if there's a pay, place for yeah. it. It makes, it makes money. And for the people who do say right. it's a mockery to the sport, I certainly understand that, and I, I don't disrespect that opinion. However, would you turn down that money for Floyd? Like, Cross Floyd? Well, I'm just just to oh, the, to, general, the, to the people, the listeners, Absolutely. they the people would, who hate it. Like, would you turn down that money? They wouldn't, man. And that's one thing I always laugh. Do you know, like, we, I mean, as, I mean, we're all sports fans, right? I always crack up when motherfuckers be talking about, uh, like, money comes out, and fans are like, "Oh, how dare he leave from? Look, all he wanted was the money. You would leave your job for a better job? Are you crazy? Like, just because you know you're you're a fickle sports fan, you don't think these people have bills to pay? Oh, but you're already rich, so. I want to be more rich. I want to stay rich. I want to stay rich. What the fuck? Like, what kind of dipshit? Like, I'm, like I, I hear those things. And I'm just like, dog, if you were in these people's position, you'd do the exact same thing. If I'm Floyd Mayweather, I can make $20 million to go up here and beat up a kid who has no shot in hell to beat me. I'm going to do it. Why not? Cool. I stay relevant. I'm still in the public eye. I am still pop culture relevant. Floyd Mayweather has been able to stay pop culture relevant for two decades he's not giving that up as long as he can as long as he can he will not give that up he will not give it up and people need to understand that so is this surprising no floyd's going to do this fights until he can't move anymore yeah that's that's, that's just that like you don't have to like it but i I like it i'm gonna say i like it i don't love it i don't hate it i like it because i understand it's part of the sport and especially after seeing what mike tyson did with triller if they can continue putting out shows with that type of production value, I'm here for it. Is this Triller? Snoop Dogg's Boxing League. So Snoop Dogg is starting a boxing organization, which this might be under, might be involved in in some way, shape, or form. If it is, yes, it is Triller is involved as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. Anything else you want to say about this? Nah. All right, cool. Moving right along, man. Um, remember, everybody listening, man, we're available everywhere podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check us out at the fightpodcast.com. 
If you're watching this video live right now, if you're listening to it, make sure you listen, like, subscribe, and share. We appreciate you guys. All right, moving right a motherfucking long. This past weekend, let's talk about some real fighting. How about that? Real fucking the, the, fights. Those things happen. Real fucking fights happen, and uh, we had a good one this weekend. And it is Errol Spence Jr., the return of the truth. Went out there and put on a, a workman's-like performance against Danny Swift Garcia. Danny came to the fight. Danny was mad game. Danny didn't have enough firepower, man. Errol Spence goes out there, I think proves you and I are right, and I think he proves a lot of the haters wrong. He's fine, he's healthy, and guess what? He's still the best 147-pound fighter in the fucking planet. Um, bro, what were your thoughts on this matchup? He admitted after the fight that there was some rust. Um, mainly in the area of fatigue. fatigue. He didn't necessarily mention the other things, but he felt like there was some rust, but just some rust, um, nothing to be alarmed about. And that being said, you already mentioned it. Let's put the accident behind us. Um, it happened. It was it was unfortunate, but um, the man stayed focused. He fought his way all the way back to championship level. Um, he beat Garcia, who's champion, a champion in his own right. And, and Garcia and, um, is no schlub. That's a yeah. badass dude. Danny Garcia and, is a badass who needs his own reality show. Yeah. And I, and I thought I thought it was impressive. Um, I thought the activity, like I said, with the fatigue, you could see him taking a few rounds off. It was very visible. And for a guy who threw a thousand punches against Mikey Garcia, that's not necessarily something you want to see. But at the end of the day, he, he he was there. He was there with the pressure all night. That's how Errol Spence likes to fight. He brings the pressure. He go goes to goes the body. He will find those body shots at whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while, he will take some shots. But he's responsible with his footwork. He keeps good angles. He stays he he stays in range for himself, but out of range for you. It's not like he's doing doing it with head movement like we would have seen with a guy like Floyd. Floyd, he's doing a lot of it with angles and his footwork. That was that's what his defense is about. He's defensively responsible. Came out catch, clean. Catches punches really well with his hands. Uses his hands extremely well to catch punches. He keeps his. He's like you said. He's very responsible. Keeps his chin tucked. He's he never really puts himself in a bad position. You notice that he always he's so defensively sound. I love it. I'm sorry. Continue. No, I, th- I think you make a good point. One thing that Errol Spence is really good at that. It's very hard to see if you don't know what you're looking for, but it's guard manipulation. He's very, very good at using your own guard against you. So he can either A, use to blind you and he can take a shot there or B, he can occupy your hands while he's going to go down low to your body. And that's why he's always landing so clean on the inside. And that's some of the beauty of boxing that you're going to miss if you're not looking for it. But that's one thing that Errol Spence is brilliant at that you're not going to see on paper. You're not going to see in the articles, but it is there. I promise you. And uh, you saw a lot of that in the fight. He pressured Danny Garcia all night, killed his uh, killed his body, busted up his face, came out of there unscathed, you and uh, never he got a win in his hometown. Like never, never, never seen, seen never seen him dominated like that. But you never. never felt like he was going to get in the fight. Even the rounds that Errol Spence took off, there was just nothing Danny Garcia could do. He still do. lost those rounds. So uh, how did you have it? I had it uh, ten rounds to two. That's what I had. I, I gave I it ten rounds to two. I didn't. I, I stopped scoring pretty early because I saw where the fight was going. I felt like it was a blowout. It yeah. felt like. Eight four more nine three. That's what it felt okay. like. But I can definitely see that the eight four guys. It is what it is. I'm not mad either way. Yeah. I, and I talked about Errol Spence. I do want to mention Danny Garcia. I thought he he showed up to fight. He was a bit more competitive than look, look commentators made it seem in the mm-hmm. early rounds. But as Errol Spence continued to, continued to break him down, he became less and less competitive, with the exception of the rounds that Errol Spence took off. Yeah. Now, where does Danny Garcia? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, 
Well, what I will say about that, because uh, before you get asked that next question, because that is well, a good point. Well, I, I was, I was going to, it, it was tying in what I was going to say about okay, his performance, about his activity yeah. levels. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to say where he can go next from here. Like, he needs to take a hard look at himself in the mirror. We're not talking about retirement. I'm just talking about his activity levels. He can't sit there and just rely on amazing punching power. I think he's dropped back down. I think 147 if, is not for him anymore. I, I think that uh, I, when you think about it, he can win. He can, he, he can be the bully at 140. He can go down to 140, and I'm being honest with you, I don't know who beats him. He's that good if he goes down there. Now, Grant, I'm, not, I'm saying they're monsters at 140. You got Ramirez. You got a whole bunch of other motherfuckers over there who are just absolute animals, and they're great matchups. But I think it's proven. He is elite at 140. He is B-plus at, at 147. Um, Terrence Crawford made a great point before this fight because I asked Terrence Crawford who he feels is... Uh, um, how how did he feel the matchup was going to go? And Terrence Crawford responded with saying, yo, are we going to continue having this conversation about Danny Garcia being elite? Is he really elite? He was like, if he can't beat the guys who are at the top and he can't make the adjustments, you know, he, he's not really elite. And Danny Garcia to me is one of those guys that I'm trying to think of like an MMA equivalent to him, but he's one of those guys that is, he, he's just, he, he, he used to be, he, I mean, he's still, he's right there. He's right there. He is elite, but he's not like A plus elite. He's just, you know what? He's unfortunately just in the wrong era. You you got these dogs in there with you, and it is what it is. Um, now what I was going to say know, about, I'm sorry, it, go ahead. It, I it, it, well, that's a valid point, but I really don't want to hear it coming from Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford hmm. sounds like I don't want to um, hear from Terrence Crawford. It was a, a good lawyer. point though. That's why I had to bring it up. Is he sounds like a lawyer in the courtroom with a guilty client? just trying to create some reasonable doubt. Like, nigga, your resume is trash. And all you're trying to do is create some Danny reasonable Garcia doubt. Danny Garcia has a much better regards- resume than, than Terrence Crawford. And all he's going to try and do is create some reasonable doubt about Errol Spence's resume. Mm-hmm. That's now, why he, he's going to hate. But he, he now, was right there. I, I, I want now, I, I'm glad you said that because I want to talk about this. Everybody talks about it again. Terrence Crawford's talking shit. He believes he's the best in the world. And I'm going to say this. Everybody looking, I'm going to look directly in the camera and say this. Terrence Crawford, you are not the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. You are not the best 147-pounder in the world. Why? The proof is in the pudding. Look at your fucking resume. Because check this out. Lamont Peterson, a prime Kell Brook, Mikey Garcia, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia. Every single one of those guys are better than everybody you beat. And Kell Brook, I'm including in that mix because when he beat Kell Brook, Kell Brook was still fucking Kell Brook. So we can't sit there and think like, oh, and here's the thing. Errol Spence made a great point. I don't show up to his fucking Terrence Crawford's fights. Why does he show up to mine? Because he was sitting right there fucking ringside. He's like, if I'm not sitting there on the, on the top of your mind, why are you even here? So I'm, I'm telling you, when I look at that, yes, maybe they wanted a moment, like something at the end when they stand each other's faces and do whatever, but let's keep it a bean. Bro, that fight's not going to fucking happen. So Terrence Crawford, you know, our, our views on Terrence Crawford are not a talent thing. We, we all agree that we Terrence Crawford- We think he's amazingly talented. Is I am talented. Our it's issue with Top with five pound for pound, no questions. Our, our issue with Terrence Crawford really isn't even with Terrence Crawford. Our issue with Terrence Crawford is with top rank and their inability to get him legitimate opponents. No, 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 no. It's, it's him too. Because that's his fault too. Because everybody, even, even Lennox Lewis, one, he resigned. 
He resigned with them knowing what he knew already. And two, Lennox will say the best. If you want to fight the best guys, if you're one of those guys that actually is one of the big names, you have more leverage than that. Lennox Lewis even said, he's like, all these guys have fought each other. I don't care if you're on the same side. He's like, Deontay Wilder and what's his name fought? And, and Tyson Fury fought. Fucking, that, that, that's the same two organizations. What, what, what's the difference? And I hate to say it like this. The common denominator is fucking Terrence Crawford. I don't, do you think Terrence Crawford is really holding up the fight? I yes, mean, it, it, it is it, because he's demanding 60%. No, I don't think he's demanding sixty percent. I think Errol, Errol Spence, Errol Spence came out and said, "If if we fight, I'm a pay, I'm a proven pay per view draw. You are not. I would want sixty percent of the draw." And he said, "I'll see if I can find it. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you." But if the fights, I'm sorry, if, if the fight, he said, "I will not like you're not gonna fight me and get sixty percent. If anything, I would get sixty percent." But I was think I think he was just more so saying that he wouldn't agree to the fight if Errol Spence was going to get sixty percent of the purse. And I mean, and, and, and again. Errol Spence deserves 60% of the purse. Pay-per-view numbers prove it. Errol Spence is a pay-per-view star. Terrence Crawford, I watch you on ESPN for free. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence has, I don't care, bro. It's it's the facts, though. And we're even talking about somebody where his own promoter says, I can't even sell this money. He's talented. I can't even sell his ass because he won't put himself out there. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I don't care how talented he believes he is. It's Terrence Crawford's fault that these fights aren't going to happen. And I'm telling you, I don't see those fights ever happening. I don't ever think we're going to see Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. I don't. So my boy, Matt Fox, he watches the show. Um, he really loves Matt, it. Matt, what to do? He wanted to know if... Good dude, man. Yeah, solid, solid, solid dude. He wanted to know if they're going to fight next. Uh, I think we both agree that they will not be fighting next. I disagree with Sergio. I do believe the fight will happen. I just think it'll happen too late. Terrence Crawford gets out of his top-ranked contract in October. Um, I'm sure at, at, at that point, they'll start looking at the fight, but maybe they want Terrence Crawford to take on a guy like Sean Porter or Danny Garcia before he goes into that Errol Spence Sean fight. Sean Porter uh, is his mandatory, mandatory, so they probably would do Sean Porter next. And Sean Porter, even though that's his friend, Sean Porter said, I'll take all the smoke. But he's Sean Porter's going to, he's going to, both of them are going to want to fight before he's out of his contract. Yes, absolutely. And if, but if they can make that fight happen, then everybody's going to wonder why they don't make the Errol Spence fight happen. But if they make that fight happen, no one's complaining because it'll give us something to bridge the gap between now and the time when he does get out of his contract and they can finally make that Errol Spence fight happen. It'll be a while, folks. Don't hold your breath. But I do believe the fight gets done just a little bit later than we would have wanted it. And the outcome of the fight will matter. always... And that's just the thing. outcome you, of the... You're watching when that shit don't matter. And for me, I look at it. Oh, my goodness. We got a bunch of comments. Uh, B Cam, the fight god. Oh, okay. Okay, fight god. We see you. <laughs> uh, salute to uh, to the man coming on the show. Who was that? Say? Sam Floyd. Thank you so much for watching the show live today, sir. Uh, Matty Matt, what it do, brother? All right, I'm sorry. Continue, my bro. No, no, no worries. Um, the fight will just be later than we wanted to, and the outcome of the fight will always be disputed. It happened too late, i.e., Floyd and Pacquiao. It happened too late, so that's the same position that we'll be into. It doesn't matter where our picks are now. It's just, we're not close to it, so do not, not hold your breath. Facts. And, 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 and if it happens before, then like I am so happy to be proven wrong. So I would happy. love to be proven wrong. Prove Please. me fucking wrong. I hope that that actually happens. Um. It would be incredible, man. Uh, really quick, everyone who is watching live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, thank you so much for joining us live, man. We appreciate you guys joining us on episode two, motherfucking 50 of the greatest combat sports coach show in the entire universe, man. Uh, remember, 
Check us out everywhere. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, thefightpodcast.com. Listen, like, subscribe right on down. Down there somewhere. I'm sure it's down there. Uh, also, if you guys need all your fight news and culture news, man, follow the Fight Podcast on uh, on IG, man. We break all the news before all the ma- major sites. We hook mugs up, man. This is what we do here on the Fight Podcast. Love you guys. We appreciate the support. All right. Uh, brother, anything else you want to talk about in terms of this uh, Spence Garcia matchup? Nah, we need more activity from Danny um, or Danny needs to move down. I completely agree with you. Sean Porter said at best, he probably thinks he's a little bit stronger than he is at this division. And just mm-hmm. counterpunching is not going to do it for you at the elite level. He, gotta be, just he, he has to be more active. He has to be. Now, I will say this. I think the main thing was people were kind of talking like, oh, he got to be more active. And, yo, every time he tried, he got hit in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like that jab was busting his ass up. And and one thing that Errol Spence does amazingly is he catches everyone on the half beat. And what that means for people who don't know, don't know is that every time you're taking that step, when you throw punches is one, two. It's that, right? He's catching you in the half. So instead of that boom, boom, which you're accustomed to, it's boom. He, so he's catching you in that other one. That's when he's hitting you. So he hits people on the half beat and he was eating Danny Garcia up on that half beat all day long. And Brandon, like you were saying a little bit earlier, it, it was because of the footwork and the angles that he was cutting and his timing is phenomenal. So that's one of the things. Salute to Errol Spence. Amazing win for my money. He's the best 147 pounder in the world. Dude is an absolute dog. All right, moving right along, man. Um, bro, <laughs> yo, shit's happening in the UFC. Um, what's going on man I, you know, I, ain't, I ain't even been up it, on stuff it's just crazy right now they are they've had six fights six fight main events in a row now that has been either cancelled or changed due to COVID related incidents they also uh, lost three fights yes, last this past weekend on the fight card they had UFC fight night this past weekend they lost three events due to COVID-related incidents, so they ended up, again, only having eight fights on the night before the UFC. That is very, very, like, a low fight card. You usually have at least, you know, 12 fights on the card. No, I sure. It's a cracking uh, night. <laughs> oh, well, and that's the, thing, well, that's the thing. MMA fans, we spoiled. You know what I'm saying? We don't get bullshitted. You know, we, we literally get, in, in, at minimum, five fights that you want to watch. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's the beautiful thing about it. But, bro. What is happening? Dana White said in April, he was like, fam, shit's crazy. We're not letting anybody go. Nobody gets out of here. We love everybody. We're holding everybody. We don't care if people are getting fired because of the pandemic. I'm friends with Donald Trump. This is how we get down. That is what he said. That is what Dana White said. And guess what, guys? Dana White said a couple days ago this past weekend, he said, we're firing 60 athletes. 60 athletes would be cut from the UFC. How many athletes in the UFC? Now, here's the thing. Way too many athletes. There's like 200 fighters. Uh, so the thing about it is that, yes, it might, they might have been cut, but here's the thing about it. It's the athletes that they're actually letting go. Um, a couple of the big things that happened, we noticed Yoel Romero, the soldier of God, was cut. And since then, we've had 11 fighters so far have been released. I'm sorry, 15 fighters so far have been released. And that's only been in three days. Any so, significant names aside from you all, remember? Well, it goes to the next one we'll talk about. Anthony Rumble Johnson was releasing his contract as well. 
That's the other huge name that was released. So we'll talk about that in a moment. Anthony Rumble Johnson actually signed today with Bellator, who is honestly the UFC's major competition, which we'll talk about in a moment. I think that was such a loss for the UFC. But um, it's crazy, man. We're starting to see a lot of things. And, and I think the cavalier attitude that the UFC had in trying to make it seem as if, look, we're going to do this shit business as usual. Nobody gets fired. And now it seems like they're doing major, major, major cuts from this happening. So I have to say this, man. I think that, look, people, COVID's fucking real. Everybody's being affected by it. And finally, UFC's finally being affected by it as well. Do you have any thoughts about this? No, I think COVID sucks. Um, I, I think the UFC sucks. has done done an amazing job throughout everything. They just kept pushing forward. Like when the pandemic fir- first started, they were the ones to push through. You, they're feeling, bro, they're feeling some Matty, Matty, uh, yo, Matt, I don't know if you watch, uh, watch fucking uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. I feel like Matt Fox is our Jamie. He's he's over here getting being my fact checker <laughs> shit, bro. I appreciate you, my brother. 750 fighters on the roster. There's more fighters Woo! on the roster than um than in mb in the nba think about that so okay that's different right. they probably were due for a, a, a f- correction like they were probably they, they, they were probably, probably were a little fat they had yeah. to lean down at some point um but i think yeah, the thing pro- about it is people are talking about it specifically because dana white saying that nobody gets cut i mean what are you going to do he has to run a business at that point in time they probably weren't looking at cuts and as this thing has gone on probably longer longer than a lot of us have imagined he's had to make adjustments you have to make adjustments you adapt to your environment this is the current environment they are adapting if they have an active roster of 750 fighters when you said 200 fighters i'm like damn 60 fighters that's over 25 percent of your roster but at 750 fighters they have room to do those cuts and still have a very healthy roster of fighters they'll keep churning out events whether the events get canceled or not that's personally what i expect so i mean it's unfortunate anytime someone loses their job anytime there are layoffs i've seen friends get laid off unfortunately i've never been laid off myself but it's not a great situation hopefully they can this guy is flexing on them huh like look man i don't know about you brokies like i ain't never been laid off uh, i've seen i've seen it seen it happen at companies i work for like it's it's dreary it's dreadful but um, it, it is part of the game. They, those fighters can get back on their feet. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate. But I don't blame the UFC. I'm not mad at them. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to the next. What, thing. what, what are your thoughts? Thing. Uh, it's business. They got to They got. They got. They, they have a bottom line. I mean, I don't think you can be mad at it at all. It is what it is. Especially when you think about it. And and here's the thing. Look at the athletes and especially the big names that they're cutting. The UFC. And again, you guys should go ahead and check out episode 248 of the greatest combat sports culture of the entire universe. Uh, I actually talk about that. I'm sorry, 249. I also talk about on the warm-up as well. I broke this down in its entirety on the warm-up. And you can see that right on Instagram if you guys haven't already. Uh, but what I said is this, man. On the show, I was just like this. At the end of the day, with the Ultimate Fighter coming back, with the Contender Series happening right now, I'm going to be honest with you, man. They're, 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 they're getting rid of the old expensive guys. Yoel Romero is 43 years old. I can't have you here no more. You're old. Like You're old and you take up too much cash. You know, when I can sit here and I mean, dude, it's just like a company. Uh, another thing, he they asked what happened with Rumble. And, and here, let's talk about Anthony Rumble Johnson. Today, big breaking news that happened. Anthony Rumble Johnson, the, the former multiple-time title contender at UFC 205, honestly, the hardest hitting guy in all of combat sports. Rumble is back, but he is back with uh with Bellator. And I'll be honest with you guys. Rumble's going to win a chip at some point in time. Rumble said he's actually coming back and competing not only at light heavyweight, he'll be fighting at heavyweight and light heavyweight. So he has a legit fucking opportunity 
to go out there and actually win in two belts. For Bellator, I think this was a brilliant move. For the UFC, I think this was a bad move, but again, it is what it is. Brandon, you got a couple questions for me in regards to this specifically, so I'm going to let you go ahead and take it take over for right now. What are, you, what are your thoughts, bro? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know how big a draw Anthony Johnson still was. He hasn't, he hasn't fought in a while. He's planned to make a big comeback, but I mean, what are we really expecting from Anthony Johnson at this point? I always get weary of fighters, boxers, MMA fighters when they leave the sport for a few years, so what were you expecting from him, and what type of draw do you think he, he was going to have in the UFC? Does that change at all now that he's going to Bellator? I expected Anthony Rumble Johnson to probably win a title. Anthony in the Rumble UFC. Johnson in the UFC. And he was going to fight at heavyweight? 205. 205. Okay. He said he was coming down at 205. He's arguing, going back and forth. But the reason that I said I thought he was going to, because if you hear, I've, I've listened to a number of his training partners, and they're like, the reason he stopped competing is just that his body was a little worn down. He just needed to break mentally. He's going through some shit, and he just needed some time off. He has never really stopped training. He got in incredible shape. He was bodybuilding for a while. But one of the things that he's done recently that I think people aren't taking into account is the the, whole, the holes in Anthony Rumble's game was his grappling, even though he's a D1 NEIA uh, wrestler. He's a legit fucking wrestler. But MMA wrestling, he wasn't that really that great and, and because DC he wanted to hit his ass. ass. Twice. It's, that's, you're talking about an Olympic wrestler. That's not this a fair is, comparison. That's, this no, is true. We're talking about this the arguably true. the greatest wrestler in all MMA. Come on. This is um, true. Yeah, yeah I, I saw what I saw. I'm I'm only a casual. I, I stop calling yourself that, please. You're not anymore. Like, it's so irritating. It's, like it's, it's hard to it's hard to say that I'm a, I'm a true fan because I don't have expertise when it comes to MMA, but I do make sure I follow certain things, and I did watch that fight, those two exactly. fights back when it happened. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Don't call yourself a casual man because especially you you've been on the show for a year now. You come on with me, we talk about it. You're not a fucking casual. I'm an so extra biasmosis. Just by proximity. (laughs) You know, so, and again, you understand the game well enough, man. But in terms of like Rumble, Rumble is a draw. And here's the thing you know what sells? Knocking people's fucking faces off. Don't nobody knock faces off more than Anthony Rumble Johnson. That shit fucking sells. That shit fucking translates. Was this a part of the cuts? Was this Anthony Johnson on his own just saying, I want to secure something? They they couldn't couldn't, uh, come to uh, Dollar Mount. I know, I know. They, uh, they Matt, wanted him for cheap. I see Matt's in the comments talking about some dollar amounts. He said, "Yeah, well, it was about three hundred thousand a fight. Overeem is eight hundred thousand a fight, which I did not fucking know. Holy shit! For that washed motherfucker, he charges a lot. How are you saying how he's much washed? Overeem? He's not washed, bro. You don't he's think on he's like washed? A five five fight win streak. I thought he was washed. I I, I haven't watched okay, him in a while. Last, never mind. Last, You're last right. thing I, you are a casual. It's fine. I take last, it back. Last, last thing I saw was him getting <laughs> knocked out by Nganu. And I haven't seen anything that, that was three years ago. This is the last thing I saw. And here's the thing. And he, beat, he got uh, bro, beat by. Say, and this is, one by, thing I gotta say. this is one thing I got to say to you real quick. Okay. And you do this in, in combat sports. And, and again, you're a better, you're a better fight mind than that. Just because somebody gets knocked out, doesn't make them all of a sudden washed, especially with four ounce gloves in MMA. Everybody gets touched. You know what I'm saying? So I agree. Anybody getting knocked out, that does not mean you're fucking washed. It just means you got knocked out. And it's just I know he's a sport. I know he's older. It's been a long time since okay. he's since he's won a title. Yeah. Did uh the what what's that guy? Something struck, didn't he beat him too? Knock yeah, him out last second. He did, but remember, he literally that guy lost that he he lost four minutes and fifty seconds of that fight. He just happened yeah. to be cracked by a dude who's a world champion kickboxer. Shit happens. What what did Overeem get cut? No. 
Okay. No, he okay. he, he said one last run. They're there. He he's going for a title run because he's on a win streak. <laughs> Fair. I mean, well, do you, but he, you don't see him winning a title. I don't know. He's he's one of those guys. He's a dark horse. Do Fair. I believe he will? No. Is he a dark horse? Ah, yeah. Like he. he I does, did see the Walt Harris fight, by the way. Yeah, he I did catch dusted that. his ass, and I think he dusted Saki also. I think, yeah, it was Saki was the he other did. dude he dusted. We have we have a, we have a fact checker now, great. Sergio. Of course, no he dusted shit. Saki. <laughs> so I gotta put you on the. Oh, I gotta check these comments. <laughs> Fam, Matt, I'm for real. You gonna be part of the show, bro? I need you every time. We gonna we gonna have this happen. This is this whatever now. <laughs> um, but look, it is what it is. Do I think Rumble's a, a draw? Absolutely, Rumble's a fucking draw. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it was a mistake, but it's good for him. He's gonna get paid over Bellator, and he's happy with it because in Bellator you can actually wear sponsors. Where in the UFC you can't, so he's gonna have an opportunity to make even more money. He has a cannabis brand. He actually be wear his own cannabis brand on his trunks, so it's a it's a better deal for him in terms of financial and shit like that. The zone is now global. Bellator is exclusively on zone. Yep, broad, very broad market. Very broad market. And if you knock people out, it is what it is, man. People gonna love that shit. All right, uh, moving right along. Um, let me ask you this, because here's the thing, man. We, we talk about hey, what else do I want to talk about? What I learned from Nate? Nah, UFC, everything must go. Nah. Uh, oh ho ho ho. Brother, you know what time it is. Oh, it is it's time Guru's for the, corner. the Guru's Corner. We have look every 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 time we have this man on, man, we have to 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 let him talk about some boxing, let him talk about some some real you know pertinent things that we didn't talk about on the show specific to boxing. So, without further ado, Guru, what's going on today? Appreciate it. So, you know, we talk about a high level, a lot of high level stuff. We talk about the big news. We don't always get too deep into some of the sports, but I do want to highlight some of the other news that are going on in the boxing world. Uh, this past weekend, two relevant fighters, one a little bit more relevant than the other, were in action. Anthony Yar actually lost a surprising loss, an upset to loss to, to Lyndon Arthur. Now, I didn't see the fight fight personally. I've heard it was a controversial decision. Not a bad decision, but a controversial decision. Lyndon Arthur seemed to dominate the fight with his jab while Yard came, Yard, Yard came forward, called, yep. pushing the action for a lot of the fight. But he did take a split decision loss. And so we'll see where he goes from here. He's now lost uh, two of his last four fights. One, of course, is Ser- Sergey Kovalev, now to Lyndon Arthur. He'll be pushing for that rematch more than likely to see if he can avenge that loss. Also... 168-pound uh, titleist Billy Joe Saunders was in action this weekend. He, an impressive, an impressive win against Good. countryman Martin Murray. Remember, Billy Joe Saunders is the guy who was scheduled to fight Canelo Alvarez on May 2nd before we got hit with all of this COVID madness. Um, back when Canelo's with Golden Boy and Canelo's on the zone and everything. we were all in a happy world, Canelo will still be fighting Canelo. <laughs> But um, Billy Joe Saunders, still still a title holder at the 168-pound division. That is absolutely loaded. We talk about this division loaded, eight times. Loaded weight and, class. You know, oh. it, it doesn't really matter what happens with Canelo Alvarez and Callum Smith. That's a, a future potential Callum Smith opponent. Caleb, Caleb Plant, David Benavides. I mean, Danny, Dane Jacobs. You can, Dave, Dave, he's already beat David Lemieux, but... This guy can mix it up with anybody. He's a difficult matchup. He's a great boxer, uses the ring, uses his movement well, has a little bit of pop, but that's not really what you're expecting from him. Um, but Billy Joe Saunders, a skill fighter when he when he is on, because he is known to have his off days, but when he's uh, uh when you're against him the most, he has his best performances. And someone you want to look out for going forward. He had a dominant win this weekend, more of a stay busy fight. 
Um, last but not least, this upcoming weekend, our boy, we are big, big fans of Shakur Stevenson. He will be back in action against Toka Khan Clary. That will be on uh, December 12th, this Saturday on ESPN. Uh, Can't wait. It's more of a stay busy fight, but I do think it's important for Shakur Stevenson yeah. to get a knockout he here. He I think he to, to look good, not only look good, but if he needs to get the stoppage. Um, I think it's a ten. It's a scheduled ten round fight. Only his second fight at the hundred and thirty pound division. So for me, it's important for him to get the stoppage because he needs to show that he's not only carrying his skill but also his power as well. And if he gets the knockout, he puts himself in. He, he starts to push himself more in that mix with the four horsemen that we constantly talk about: TFMO, Tank. Uh, Ryan Garcia and Devin, Devin Haney because he's one weight class behind them at this point Absolutely. and one of the most talented fight, talented young fighters in the world. Um, honestly, big fans of him. Of Shout out to Newark. Uh, in yeah. In terms of technically, he might legitimately be the best of all of them. He has so much upside. We're yeah, talking about because, Olympic silver medalist. Exactly. And as somebody who realistically should have won that gold medal. You know, he, he even knows he let himself down with that one. Um, I actually saw him compete. They were in Chicago at the... Um, at the UIC Pavilion, and they were doing the uh, the the trial, the, the Olympic trials. So that's the first time I was able to actually see him uh, uh, compete live. And I also on that same card saw Teofimo Lopez. Just found really? the ticket a couple days ago. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Uh, you're, you're just telling me this? I've known you for years. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Good fight. It is great, man. It's great. Really quick, no, uh, I, everybody who's watching live on Facebook, is, uh, YouTube, and Twitch, appreciate you guys as always. Thank you for joining the show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Listen everywhere the Fight Podcast is available. Um, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Check out the website, thefightpodcast.com. And for all of your fight and culture needs and news, fam, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm faster than ESPN. I'm better than Bleacher Report. Bro, we Wilson, who what fam check it out make it you know what's funny real quick yo it ain't it's nothing when your boys go out there and start sending you uh clip like something you already posted they send you like sports center shit back like did you see this nigga if you don't look at my goddamn post don't be sending me some bullshit that you could have found on my page <laughs> you know what you know what <laughs> Oh, was that you? Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> that was not me. That, that was not me at all. That was not oh, me at okay. all. Okay, no, no, that was the. Oh, that, that was, was not the, me. Uh, but I, I, the other I know one where the will not be named. I know where the shade prey was going. That's why I just, you know what? Hands off. I'll, I'll let it happen. Uh, as far as Guru's Corner is concerned, I can wrap it up as long as we're going to mention the fight this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's that's good, man. I think it's going to be an amazing fight this weekend. I cannot wait to see it. Um, bro, anything else? News, notes, no, I, I wasn't wise. talking about I wasn't talking about the Shakur Stevenson. Side. I said I can wrap this up if we're not going to cover, or I can continue if you, Anthony no, Joshua. Brother, continue, please. Okay, continue. well, you absolutely. Uh, unified heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua, will be back in action this weekend, defending his belts against Journey. Not hard to say, Journeyman. He's been around for a while. He's it's only so really taken he's only really taken one loss, but he's had a bunch of performances where he hasn't hasn't really looked. That amazing Kubrat Pulev. I don't fuck with Kubrat Pulev. Like, I don't I just, He's a scumbag of a dude, fam. And scumbag. I think Sergio and I are aligned here. Like, we do not tolerate um, any type of violent, sexual aggressions, any, no. any of that. Uh, he got jammed up in an issue some time ago. I think a reporter was interviewing him after a fight. I'm not sure if it was a fight or not. And he just grabbed yeah, it was, her. It was after, yo, after a fight, Fucking Pulev, literally, it's it's a um, this 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 young woman is a she's she's an attractive 
ringside reporter, obviously that's what they always put up there is either an old ass white dude or it's like some hot young chick that they have interviewing fighters, right? They had this chick go up there. She's talking to him. He literally just grabbed her by the back of her head, pulled her in and just planted one on her. Uh, one of the most disgusting things you'll ever see. I don't honor that shit at all. I don't respect that shit at all. And with that being said, I hope Anthony Joshua knocks his fucking face off. But with that also being said, and I do not fuck with, I, I echo everything Sergio said, what Anthony Joshua will show up? And that is the question. Is this the Anthony Joshua that was the world beater prior to a fat boy named Andy Ruiz coming and knocking his face off? Or is this the guy that we saw in the rematch? Use his, use his jab, use his movement, and really did everything he could to stay, stay away from Andy Ruiz's power. Um, I, Joshua seemed, he says he's still that guy. He's still that world eater. He still has that fire in his belly. And he says that he had to adapt to that fight, which I do respect. He made the proper adjustments, but he said he still is Anthony Joshua and he will show it this weekend. I do expect to see a knockout here. I don't think Kubrat Pulev has the power to knock out Anthony Joshua. So if he doesn't have the skill and he doesn't have the power coming back, I don't necessarily see a path to victory. However, it's the heavyweight division. This is anything boxing. I've seen I've seen crazier things. So anything can happen. But I do favor Anthony Joshua by knockout this weekend. Now, well. this weekend's fight really isn't all that important. It's what happens after that's going to be important. Now, Everybody, real quick, before you say that, I want to I want to talk about this little bit of beef because I, I think I know where you're going. And before we talk about this beef, we're gonna cook it up real good. Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua been going at it. Tyson Anthony Joshua had made some comments on the Daily Mail. He had an interview where he was pretty much like, yo, man, this dude, he needs to come to my management team. They'll, he's superstar in the making. He's a super. That's what he should do. Make all the money. Tyson Fury responds to Anthony Joshua and says, Anthony Joshua, has it ever dawned on you? I'm not interested in being a superstar or famous. I'm a fighting man and only interested in smashing your face in. You keep your starting. I'll stay real. You big dosa. <laughs> I'm coming for you, superstar. Tick tock, tick tock. Yeah. So, do you agree with the Gypsy King? Nope. <laughs> he liked that fame. You know he does. The, the, the Gypsy he King. Just the did a G- he the, just did a GQ spread. GQ? The nigga he fought WWE. Multiple fights in the Multiple WWE. Fights. Multiple fights. In, in Saudi Arabia and all. What you Multiple mean you don't want to be a superstar? What you mean you don't want to make money? Ain't ain't nothing more about being a superstar than doing WWE because that fan base is rabid. I mean, like, I I don't, I don't know. I mean, Tyson Fury is a gamesman. You know, he's going to say he he knows how to get in front of the camera, camera. He knows how to, you know, say some clickbait. And I think both of them are showing a little gamesmanship as you lead towards hopefully what's their fight. Uh, I think Tyson Fury is going to take one fight beforehand. But after that, I would hope that they're going to face each other. The issue there becomes that uh, Alexander Usyk uh, moving up. He was the undisputed uh, cruiserweight champ before there was a bridgeweight division in between the two. But he's the undisputed, he was the undisputed cruiserweight champ. And the WBO does have a rule that if you go up a division and you are their champion, you do become the mandatory challenger. What does that mean? It means he's the mandatory challenger to Anthony Joshua's WBO belt. Why does that matter? It matters because... Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury is supposed to be for the undisputed heavyweight championship. If Tyson, if, if Anthony, if the WBO moves forward, like they, like they're threatening through to strip him, if he doesn't take on Alexander Usyk, then that fight will still watch it. I don't know if it sells any different, but the meaning in terms of it not being undisputed, I don't know why the WBO would do that. I mean, they would likely want it's, to be a part seems, of an undisputed it seems fight. Very like, 
like but, it's like petty or some shit. Like they're trying to like you're like no, you can't do whatever the fuck. It, I, it's I think, weird. It's weird. And then I don't think was the boat that none of us really respect, anyways. I don't think anybody, and, and I don't know the logic behind it. Just kind of thinking off the top of my head, I don't think anybody wants to be the WBC with Dylan White. Dylan White, they really did fuck him over, but there were always bigger fights. So at the same time, they had logic for what they were doing, but you had a mandatory challenger for multiple years. He's taking on high level competition, risking his mandatory sh- shot. Obviously, he got, and we he got knocked happened. out. It, it, yeah. Does he necessarily deserve that? I feel like he still deserves his title shot. So I mean, no, he nobody. Deserve, you get knocked out. You don't deserve your title shot. It's gone. You lost I, it. You, and I, that's the thing. I, you, you put you put your chips on the table every time you fight. It's a risk you take. So no, he does not deserve a title shot because he got knocked the fuck out. But I think the WBC put him in a really bad position. He either puts his career fight. he puts his career on pause and waits for his mandatory title opportunity, or he continue, continues his career fighting. And I think he had that mandatory shot. He deserves that mandatory shot. And I think. Just no, no, bring it all home. I don't know. I don't know if the WBO wants to be the WBC and what they did to Dillian White. Right. Maybe that's why they're they're enforcing this. But you can push back. Wait one fight. It's just one, two <laughs> undisputed, uh, undisputed title fights that the world wants to see, especially over there in the, the UK. This is, this is the biggest fight the biggest in fight. UK boxing history. Yes, by far. And honestly, it's going to be one of the biggest fights in the world when it actually happens. Yeah, um, that, absolutely. That, that's going to be an amazing fight. I cannot wait. To see that fight, and again, it really is. It's the Battle of London, man. It's the Battle of, of Britain, and um, it's going to be an amazing, amazing fight whenever it actually does happen. And unlike the Spence um, Crawford fight, this is a fight that I one thousand percent do see happening. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, man. But yo, with that being said, brother, I think that's all the fight news we have for today, man. You have anything oh, yeah. to finish off the show today, my bro? Nah, bro. I'm just looking forward to my boy Shakur Stevenson this weekend. Excited to see what Anthony Joshua brings to the table. I do think it's a, you know, though he had, he didn't have a car accident or anything, it is a bit of a comeback for him now that he's moved on from the Andy Ruiz saga. Uh, really excited for that. Uh, we got some huge fights on the horizon. Like, fuck this weekend. It's cool, but like, nigga, Canelo's back next weekend. So we got a lot to talk about next week. Man, Definitely like looking- Triple G's after that. And it's like, we, we got some fights coming down the pipe, man. December's going to be a great month for boxing. Boxing, honestly... The 2020 has been, you know, in all combat sports. It, it, shit, honestly, let's talk about this for just two minutes before we get up out of here. We only got about, about a minute or so, two minutes left. But one thing I, I do want to say is, yo, this year in sports has been surprisingly amazing. <laughs> combat sports-wise, NBA-wise, fam, like, it, 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 shit's been cracking this year. It's been it's been a good year. I mean, I, I think our standards were also very low. We would have taken anything, <laughs> but uh, anything. it's it's been a crazy year for ourselves. Um, I, I hope everybody's staying safe. Everybody's wearing their mask. But yeah, it's been a crazy year for sports. Uh, I love how they've been able to push through. You know me, I'm big into fantasy football. So Thanks. we pushing through our fantasy football season. Your boy made the playoffs in three leagues, hey, all three, oh, three, three, oh, nigga, yeah. three for three. <laughs> um, I know Sam was watching was watching earlier. He beat me this week, but uh, I'll be able to play. I'll, 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 I'll uh, wait, you. you should you should have told me that beforehand. I would have fucked around, brought him on just to talk some shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon, Samo. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, fantasy football we push we pushing through, and uh, yeah, I mean, sports are making it happen. Some with bubbles, some without. Like hey, fuck it. And, and honestly, and so and so is music. Dro, ne- next week. We got a huge battle in terms of uh, in in terms of verses. Is that the Monica, Monica Ashanti? No, no, Ashanti Keisha Cole. This is that, man, I said Monica. Nigga, My bad. I, did, I, I said I made a mistake. <laughs> I said Ashanti. Ashanti's from Long Island, so I'm riding with Ashanti. That's what we do. Is she from Glen Cove? Fuck Fair, that. I'm riding you with know, Ashanti too. Do, do you know who else is from Long Island? 
Who's that? Errol Smith Jr. Hey. Look it up. He was born hey. in well, Long Island, man, New York. One thing I also have to say, man, uh, before also we get out of here, yo, happy Woo Wednesday. You know how we get down. Wu Wednesdays. That's, that's what it is. Salute to, you know, Wu-Tang forever in this bitch. Uh, real quick, album of the year. It's it's. There's only two options for me. And they, I know they, re- they released the Grammys and we didn't talk about this shit really. But uh, it's either Allegory or it's Alfredo. There's, I didn't give Allegory the time of day. My bad. It, I should have. It happens. You should have. And here's the thing. It's not too late. It's, it's not, not it, too late. It gets weird for me listening to old albums, but I need to, and I can. And you know what? I li- I have a lot more time to listen to music now that I'm in, I'm like back in the actual gym. Like when I'm not, that's when I listen to my new music. So maybe yeah. I'll give it some time tomorrow. But like at the same time, when it comes to more conscious rap, the gym isn't the best time because I'm not fully engulfed in the words. Whatever, my problem, not yours. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I, I, between the two of them, man, I, I'm, I love those two, and. Pusha T just announced that he's dropping another one. Somebody just said with, with someone with, with who like with someone really significant. Uh, a producer. Uh, well, no, he he. Oh, it's the whole thing's produced by Pharrell and uh, and Kanye. All the tracks. I thought it was a different producer. I thought it was like Alchemist or something. Well, he might be doing a couple tracks, but they said the whole album. I was just reading it right before we got on. It was a uh, it's a uh, Pharrell and Buddy. But uh, somebody said they no. Were like, I thought it was Madlib. That's what I thought. I mean, if he did it, it would be, but the article just said that. So that'd be dope if it is. But I'll say this real quick. Um, do am I, Who actually wants to listen to Pusha T's drug rap in 2021? He's been doing this shit his whole life. Are, do we still want to hear cocaine pushing raps in 2021? I'll be the first one to tell you 1,000 motherfucking percent. I am here to talk about all the drug dealer rap. Do that shit. What is fucking up? Uh, push a T. I love that shit. Also, before we get out of here, yo, have you ever watched? Um, oh shit, not the Jewel of the Nile. What the hell is this old ass movie? Damn it, I just lost it. Give me a second. Well, you were gonna say something anyways. You, I'm gonna find it. Don't, don't go too far back, nigga. I ain't that much older than you. I'm like two <laughs> years older than you. Fuck out of here. Make it seem like I'm some fucking ancient grown man. What the hell? <laughs> you know, I haven't had, I haven't had, to, ever since I turned 30, no one has asked me how old I am. I don't really feel old. I feel like I'm missing out on something. Don't, and don't nobody ask me how old I am because don't nobody care. See, that's what happens when you're 30. They don't ask you because they don't care. <laughs> I just want to say I'm 30, you know. So you I, know I, I, got, I got a little 30, you know. Oh, just turned 30. Shit. Just, hey, 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 you look, looking good for 30, bro. I appreciate it, man. Good, I, I see some grays in my beard. I got all type of shit going on. Hey, time out. Did you wake up one day like, because this is what happened when I turned 30. I got up in the morning and I swear to you, I talk to my lady about this shit all the time. Shout out to Tosh, first lady of the fight podcast. Tosh.0. You know what I'm saying? Um, yo, if you guys haven't had an opportunity to check it out, look, uh, I, I, you know, I support a bunch of people on the show and talk about this stuff. You guys need to check out NatashaForazanya.com. You need to check out her website, NatashaF.com. Let me see. Make sure it is. I was about to say, Nick, you better spell that shit. <laughs> you telling I, I got to make sure I, I, I pull it up right. But um, I'm telling you, man, this woman is so talented. The, it has all kinds of wild stuff, dope shit on here. Let me pull this shit up. I'm over here putting researching all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yep, NatashaF.com. Make it easy. NatashaF.com. She knew that. Um, yeah, yeah. She, she didn't know that. She did. Um, it's it's super dope, man. A lot of like, if you like art and shit like that, man, go on there, check it out. Super dope artwork, super dope, you know, writing, creativity. You know, she she's she's fucking awesome. But that's the producer of the fight podcast, all the graphics and everything that you actually see uh that we have here online. You see all the graphics that we do. You know, she's the one who created those templates and stuff like that, man. So Salute to the to to the missus, uh, but um, 
But yo, any new movies you seen recently before we get out of here? And I'm searching this because I want to give y'all a good movie before I get up out of here. Because I was um, watching it and it, man, it's just good movies. Uh, so, okay. So I didn't see a new movie. So sorry to let you down. However, <laughs> I did see the newest episode of Euphoria, which, you know, if, if you guys are into yo. mental health, I mean, if, if we haven't talked about Euphoria before, one of the if not the best show of 2020. That show is absolutely amazing. Zendaya is an amazing actor. She so they released an amazing actor. They, they released a new episode that's like a, a, a one-off. It specifically focuses on her. It's, it's a lot different than the other episodes that you would have seen in the show, but it is super, super deep. Um, a, a great conversation, a great episode overall. Highly, highly recommend you watch that. The so while episode? I didn't see a movie, it's it's a it's just no, it's just one episode. It was just a one at one-off release they did. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, this oh, past week. Dude, Tasha's going to love that. She's actually going to mess around and watch that. Uh, I know she had I'll let her know because I saw it on the books. I saw it on there. I don't know. We talked about it, uh, but it wasn't a thing. But yo, um, real quick, the movie I was talking about is called Romancing of the Stone. It's an old ass, like 1980s uh, fucking, um, what's this, this dude's name? Old, old Michael Douglas movie mm-hmm. uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, who actually does Back to the Future, fam. Amazing, like fucking action kind of like adventure fucking movie. I'm all about that shit. It's a good time. Hmm. Danny DeVito's in it. They show titties and ass for for those asking. I mean, it's '80s titties and ass, but still titties and ass. Enjoy, you know. It's good, good ass time. It's hilarious. It's it's great action. It is what it is. <laughs> Speaking of content, um, I think the Jesus and Mero. They, Obama tomorrow interview. they interview with Barack Obama oh my God. and Barack I, you know, Obama I've been, I've been rocking, roasted their asses. I've been rocking with Bodega Boys for a very long time. So for I'm me, like that I'm shit was part of the super, hive. super impactful. Like back in the days, like listening to like 10 minute intros and shit, like I, I've been a Bodega, Bodega Boys fan forever. So to see them get an interview with Barack, like that shit damn near bring a tear to New York niggas yeah. eyes. You're not going to take my New York from me. But uh, oh, no, not, not this but, time. Uh, not this time. Your, your lack of hip hop knowledge, I'll take it from that. But Fair. Uh, <laughs> fair. Um, uh, but I, I'll say this. I cannot wait. I'm a, Bo- I, I'm a, a Bodega Hive member. The brand is absolutely strong. I can't wait to watch this, uh, this interview with Barack Obama. This is going to be amazing. Brock was roasting them. He was roasting your Knicks as well. Oh, he was going that. in. So he was going in. And uh, I cannot wait to, to watch that, man. It's going to be amazing. I've been rocking with the Bodega, the Bodega, Bodega Boys since uh, since they were on Complex back in the day. Yeah, so, bro. I, since I, the I, podcast. I, I, I them. Since the pod, bro. I listen to the pod still. And here's the thing. I, for those watching and listening, yo, those are the type of dudes that inspired this show, man. Guys like that. Because at the end of the day, Fam, ain't nobody talking for us. Nobody who sounds like us is on the on the on the the airwaves. And and you know, especially when it comes to combat sports, it's always the buttoned up, you know, old white guy with glasses who's never been punched in the face. They that's what they keep cracking, man. So we ain't about that life here at the Fight Podcast. We're gonna go and make this shit happen, and we're gonna keep bringing that amazing contact. But B, thank you as always for joining me on the greatest combat sports course show in the entire universe, man. Closing shots before we get you up out of here. Oh, man. I feel like I was going to say something. Totally, totally, totally slipped my mind. Y'all watch some combat sports. Watch some fights. We will be back next week to talk about Canelo. Sergio, you know, as always, I appreciate you having me. Um, And we'll be back here next week. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys for checking out. Also, Friday morning, join me. I'll be doing morning coffee and fight news. 
Um, I do that every Monday, every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time and 10 p.m. Um, uh, I'm sorry, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Do get all the fight news of the week, and I'll pretty much preview this upcoming weekend's fight card. So I'll go, I'll deep dive into the UFC fight card, the UFC pay per view, as well as the boxing card as well, man. So, Sergio, uh, one one more thing, I just, I, yes, I just got a text asking, what is that movie? What, what was the movie recommendation? So. Oh, it was uh, Romancing of the Stone. Okay, thank you. Romancing Thanks of the Stone. Uh, I'll shoot you the link of it, but no, it's it's great. Like I said, it's an old Michael Douglas movie. Um, it's it's Michael Douglas and uh, Danny DeVito movie. It's it's great, yo. It's you, you ever go back sometimes and you like check out old ass movie? Like just like a fucking old eighties movie on, and then you're like, nope. damn, this shit was mad entertaining. I don't. I do I'm not a. Time. I don't go back and watch old movies. I don't. I, I'm not great at rewatching movies, except for like a, a key, like it's like every once in a while I wake up and I gotta watch Belly just because like I just got that feeling that day. But like aside from Belly, I really don't rewatch movies. I'm bad at that. I can if I'm around somebody, but like I'm not gonna rewatch movies. Don't go back and watch old movies. I feel you. I'm, I feel I'm you. pretty fucked up in the head, man. <laughs> hey, hey, but not brothers progressive he's moving forward he's making it happen man but yo guru thank you so much for joining me on the show today my brother this was fun i'll be back soon bro absolutely man and real quick man before we get out of here thank you everyone for joining us on the greatest combat sports call show the entire universe the fight podcast i'm your host serge vicente real quick man salute to all of our sponsors remember that is everlast everlast.com man check them out the best training equipment in the world man check them out you get 10 percent off any of your purchase with a uh, promo code to fight. If you need after your workouts, your body hurts, your mind is weary. Check out cbdpure.com, man. If you for all the 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 produced amazing quality CBD, I take it every night before I go to sleep. It's incredible for you, especially in terms of your recovery and mental cognition. Check out cbdpure.com again. You get fifteen percent with promo code to fight. And last but certainly not least, man, one of our favorites out here is Nug Club Official. If you smoke bud, if you enjoy cannabis, I'm telling you now, and you're on the West Coast, unfortunately, this Nug Club is for you. What they end up doing in Nug Club is you get a box, nice curated, sent to your house. It's a $200, uh, $200 value of cannabis. It is sent to you for $100. But if you act today, you actually use the Fight Podcast promo is the fight. Dude, you get an extra $10 off. So essentially you get $200 worth of weed for 90 bucks, okay? They send you premium flower. I just had Tyson Ranch uh, official on there. We got a couple other ones. What else I got around here, man? I got a whole gang of stuff, man. Uh, in fact, look, before the show, for you guys to see this, these selfies, these uh, these are like these mini joints, some of my favorites, they have them on there as well, man. So check out uh, Nug Club official. The five pockets, you get $10 off. So salute to all of our sponsors. Thank you so much to short for the show and listen everywhere podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, check out the fightpodcast.com. Listen, like, subscribe. Love you guys. This is Sergi Sente. Check me out at Sergi Sente. Talk to you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Deuces. Deuces.